0: Welcome to another message from Columbus First Assembly. Thanks for listening as we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God. Our hope is that you're encouraged by today's message.
1: An exasperated man was talking to another Christian and he said, Where's Jesus? See, that's how he felt because after 12 years, his marriage was crumbling and his career was hanging on by a thread. I go to church, I give some, I even help out when someone calls with a need and I thought Jesus was supposed to be there for me and my family. Where's Jesus now? The young woman was feeling the sting of another broken relationship three and five years this young woman prays and then it seems like god brings someone into her life and then after about a year when she thinks this might be the one something happens and it's over and she's thinking to herself what's the use of praying what's the use of doing this god's way he certainly hasn't worked out anything for me that's what she thinks this morning, I want to talk to you about living a successful life or, well, put up the next slide, this will help. This is my subtitle, The Biblical Pattern for Life Success. I want to talk to you about the biblical pattern for life success. There is a promise in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 7. We're going to go to Joshua 1 in a moment, but I want to start with the promise. There is a promise in Joshua chapter 1, verse 7, that you will be successful in what? Everything Everything you do. That's a pretty bold statement. That is a pretty all-encompassing statement. It is not the only place that the Word of God indicates that we can be successful in everything that we do. So how? How? Because I'm thinking to myself, I'm 5'9". nine. used to be 5'10 several years ago, but I'm 5'9 now. I would love to be successful in a career in the NBA. And that's not going to happen. It would have never happened when I was 5'10". So then, okay, this must not be a promise that applies to everything, because how could I be successful in the NBA when I'm only 5'10"? God is talking about success in life, in all the areas that are of most importance to us. And sure, I might not be successful in the NBA, but in my relationships, in finances, leadership, management, marriage, parenting, schooling, my relationship with Jesus... In these and other areas, God has given direction to his followers, that's you and that's I. Yes, this was specific direction to Joshua and the nation of Israel, but it applies to the people of God. God has given direction to his followers on how to live in a way that leads to success and prosperity. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Now notice, what's the first word of that promise? What is it? What does it say up there? Then, T-H-E-N. When the word then is there, what does that usually indicate? Those of you, wait a minute, we have at least one English teacher here. What does the word then mean in a, a statement? Then you will be successful in everything you do. Who can help me? What does then mean? I'm sorry? Oh, he said there's an if. Yeah, there's something that precedes the then. Just because God says you're going to be successful in everything you do, you also need to know what the if is, what the then talks about. Then you will be successful in everything that you do. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because God does desire us to be successful in everything that we do. And I'll just be real honest with you. Based on my observations... Over the decades as a believer and as a pastor, based on my observations over the decade, the life success of many followers of Jesus is hit and miss at best. The life success of many followers of Jesus is hit and miss at best. And that's not how God has built it. That's not how he planned it. God wants us to be successful in everything that we do. So what do we need to know? So I'm going to ask you to go to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Turn there. And as you're getting there, I want you to pull out your note sheet. And hopefully you grabbed a bulletin, which has a note sheet in it. And here is my general, very wordy definition for life success coming up on the screen. Life success, this is what God desires, is that we follow Jesus and follow his ways life success the success that God desires is that we follow Jesus and follow his ways we put him first and we prioritize others we choose to love others the way that Jesus has loved us now Sometimes when we do that, money, power, prestige, good looks, status, great accomplishments may be a part of how that success plays out. But those are the results of success. Please understand, if God brings great finance into your life, the finance is not your success. The finance is the result of your success. If God keeps your relationships strong, that does mean you're successful, but that's the results of success. You being successful. That is the result of you following Jesus, following his ways, putting him first, prioritizing others, choosing to love others the way that Jesus had loved us. If these things come. Now, good looks, that's genetics. Unless you have a great plastic surgeon. Usually good looks are just genetics. Joshua chapter 1. there after the death of moses the lord's servant the loads the lord spoke to joshua son of Nun, moses's assistant just to give you a little context israel left egypt 38 to 40 years before they wandered in the wilderness 40 years joshua was moses's assistant he was his right hand man he saw everything he worked side by side now moses is dead the nation of Israel has not yet crossed over the Jordan River and moved into the Promised Land. They're still waiting to do that. This is going to be Joshua's responsibility. Joshua is a younger man. Now, when I say younger, please understand he's 80 years old. Moses is well over 100 and some years old when he died. So sometimes we think Joshua, oh, he's this just, just young whippersnapper. No, Joshua's been around for a while. He was 40 before they went into the promised land. He's been in the, pro, or in the uh, desert. He's been 40 years in the desert. Moses has now died. He's 80 years old. He's still young in uh, physical endurance. He's going to go and he's going to lead the armies. He's going to conquer uh, land for himself and for his family. But he's an 80-year-old man. Now Moses is dead. Verse 2. The Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said... Moses, my servant is dead, therefore the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land I have given you, from the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, From the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea to the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Verse 6. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then, here's our verse, then you will be successful in everything you do. Study the book of instruction continually, or your version could say study the book of the law. That is uh, the the, uh, law that was given to Moses on Mount Sinai that has now been written down and has been with the Israelites for the past 40 years. Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do this is my command be strong and courageous do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go back to verse 7 the second part then you will be successful in everything you do verse 7 the beginning says be strong and very courageous be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. And then verse 8, I believe, gives us the steps. The steps that I am going to talk about today. It says, study the book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. How do we succeed in everything. How do we succeed in all we do? How do we succeed in living the way God wants us to live so that we will not have a hit and miss successful life? That we will not have a life that is permeated with failures. We're doing really good here, but this part of our life is falling apart. We're doing fantastic on the job, but parenting is Really in the pits. We're doing okay here, but my marriage is crumbling. I seem to be okay with Jesus, but I just can't seem to get this together. How can we keep our lives successful in everything we do? Here we go. Get your notes. We're going to go through this somewhat quickly. Number one, you need to study. What do we need to study? Verse eight, study this book of instruction continually. Joshua was told to study the Old Testament law given by Moses. For us, we are to study the book, this book. Study the Word of God. Read it. Learn what others say about it. Any of you who are students or were students, either in an advanced degree, a high school degree, or a college degree, when you take a class in school, you are expected to study, to learn the material, to show up for class to participate in discussions, to read the textbooks and sometimes other books, articles, or other media. And you might say, well, that sounds like a lot of work. If I'm supposed to study this book, this is a big book. Yeah, and you'll study it for your entire life. It is a big book, but it is not a book that you can't learn. Anything of value requires work, often a lot of work. Do you want to know why many believers' success in life is hit and miss? It starts right here. They don't take the time or make the effort to learn God's ways by studying His Word. And they don't walk in success and the prosperity God desires, even has planned for them. Subpoint on this, it's not in your notes, but you may want to write it in. If you want to succeed and prosper God's ways... If you want to succeed and prosper God's way, you have to learn what he says. If you want to succeed and prosper God's way, you've got to learn what he says. The word of God. Coming to church where somebody is going to preach and teach the word of God. Other materials, small groups, whatever it might be. You will not, folks. That doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. But God has far more for us than just going to heaven. He wants you to succeed and to prosper here on earth in his ways. And you will not consistently do so if you don't know the book. Secondly, it goes on. Verse 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on a day and night. Meditate on a day and night. That's a strange word. Because most of the time we think of meditation as something that Eastern-type practices. Um, Meditate just actually means to mull something over, to repeat it, to think about it deeply, to chew on it, to internalize it, to personalize it. That's what it means to meditate, to meditate. Think about deeply, chew on it, mull it over You say, well, I I still don't think I know how to meditate. How do I do that? I'm going to give you a really quick illustration because there is not a person in here who doesn't already know how to meditate. You just happen to do it backwards. Me. It's this coming up on the screen. If you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. Worry is meditation in reverse. What do you do when you worry? Now, Rob, we've had conversations. You sit in that truck how many hours a day? 14, 15 hours a day, and what happens? Your brain starts to mull over things, right? You think about, it. you chew on things. Rob has said sometimes it's worry. He worries about maybe the finance. He worries about Zach. He worries about Bryce. He worries about Michaela. He worries about Carla. He worries about himself. Throughout the day, 15 hours, his mind is what is he? What is his mind doing? Bringing things back up, worry is a type of meditation it's just the wrong type so if you can worry you can meditate how many of you can't worry is there anybody here who can't worry because i'll be glad to teach you because i'm really good at it okay i will teach you as a matter of fact when you start to worry that's the time to kind of catch yourself well what do i meditate on well what you've studied what you've read. I'll tell you this, you can't meditate on something you haven't heard or learned. You can't meditate on God's word till you've read God's word. You can't meditate on God's word till you've reflected on God's word, till you have got a verse, till you've got a chapter, till you've got a principle that's gotten deep in your heart. You can't meditate before you study. You have to study first. So that is first. Number one, you study. Number two, you meditate. Three, you obey. Let me read it. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Going back to verse seven, where it says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or or to the left be careful to obey them let me explain one way of understanding what it means to not deviate to the right or to the left this is the straight arrow path here's how many people deviate to the right or to the left well you know this is 2020 that was a long time ago we don't do it that way anymore that's deviating to the right or to the left. Oh, but if you, if you knew what I was required to do on my job, that's why I can't be honest, or that's why I have to cut corners, or that's why. That's deviating for the, to the right or to the left. You stay firm. You stay focused. See, you don't deviate to the right or to the, turning either to the right or the left, and then you will be successful in everything you do. Then comes the results, points four and five. Prosper and succeed. To prosper means to have what you need plus extra to give away. Doesn't necessarily mean that you are just swimming in it. But if you handle your finances properly and you are prospering in the things of God, you have what you need plus extra to give away. And then succeed, that's more long-term. It's the fulfilling of the destiny God created and gifted you to do. Okay, prosper and succeed are four and five in this passage. Let me read it to you again. Verse eight, study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Please understand, look at the screen, study, meditate, and obey. Only then will you prosper and succeed. Many people, many believers are looking for prosperity, they're looking for success, they're looking for these things to take place in their life, but they don't study, meditate, and obey. Stop looking for the uh, prosperity and success. It comes after the first three. Only then will you prosper and will you succeed. Only then will you prosper and succeed. Study. Get this book in your mind and in your heart. Meditate. Take some time with certain passages, with certain scriptures. Think on them. Mold them over. See how they apply to you. Personalize them. And then obey them. You know, it's very interesting that when it comes to obedience, there's there's a lot of people that will throw this out. Well, I I just don't really understand what the Bible has to say. I don't understand what the Bible has to say. Could you put that... uh, Mark Twain quote up. I think it's before uh, point. There it is. Mark Twain said this: "It ain't those parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bother me; it's the parts that I do understand." Listen, there's enough of the Bible you can understand. Obey those parts. Well, I don't understand this thing about you know how Jesus and God and they were. Do the parts you do understand. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal don't lie. Those are easy to understand. you know. I, I, sometimes I like Mark Twain's writing, but this is one of his quotes that I've had memorized for a long time. It ain't those parts of the Bible that I can't understand that bother me. It's the parts that I do understand. Do you know why some people talk about the parts they don't understand? Because they don't like the parts they do understand, so this gives them an excuse why not to do them. Go back to where we were on the slides, please. Study, meditate, obey. Only then, only then, will you prosper and succeed. I'm going to read verse 8 again, and then I'm going to make some concluding thoughts. And then I'm just going to tell you that the practical aspects, you say, well, how do I study God's Word? How do I meditate on God's Word? I don't know how to do those things. We're going to talk very practically next week. I'm going to really spend time next week helping you to be able to understand and to begin to put this book in your life. Um... For some of you, you've been wondering why your life just seems to be spinning, why you're spinning your wheels. It's because you're trying to do it by thinking it through yourself, and God says, no, here's how you do it. Now, sometimes you get it right. It's according to the ways of God, but sometimes you don't. You study, meditate, and obey. We'll talk about those things next week. Okay, I'm going to give you... Three or four steps here. These are not in your notes. Uh, We may cover these again next week, but here we go. To walk a successful life, it is necessary but not enough to read the Word of God. Please understand, to live a successful life, it is necessary but not enough to read the Word of God. To walk a successful life, number two, it is necessary but not enough to know the Word of God. To know its principles and commands, its blessings and curses. There are people who have read the word of God, do read the word of God. There are people who know what God's word says regarding many things, its principles, commands, blessings and curses. Number three, it is necessary but not enough to believe the word of God. It is necessary but not enough to believe the word of God. They believe it is God-breathed, it is inspired, it is God's word for them. All of these things are necessary to live a successful life, but if you don't do this next one, forget the first three. Number four, it is necessary but not enough. Excuse me, it's we must follow God's word and apply it to our daily activities and decisions. This is the way to experience success and prosperity in everything. To live a successful life, it is necessary, but not enough to read the Word of God. It is necessary, but not enough to know the Word of God, to know its principles and commands, its blessings and curses. It is necessary, but not enough to believe the Word of God. To live a successful life, you must follow God's Word and apply it to your daily activities and decisions. If you won't put the obedience factor in there, while the other things have some value, especially when you finally decide to obey, you will never move into the success and prosperity God has for you. And there's a lot of excuses I've heard. Well, it's too hard. I can't understand the language. I've done this or whatever. We'll talk about some of that next week. Most of the time, those are excuses for not wanting to do the work. And it's not difficult children do it now certainly some of the words they don't understand but there are many principles in the word of god that your child your teenager why do we have a children's director downstairs teaching the children the word and the ways of god why do we have them because we want them to live a successful life why do we hire why do we spend money on this kid here who we happen to like him by the way that's one of the reasons <laughs> Because we want him to be able to take the word and ways of God and present it in such a way that our teenagers will get it and they will make a choice to obey it because if they will obey it, but see, they've got to learn it first. If they'll obey it, they will be successful in all that they do. If the children can do it, if the teenagers can do it, you can do it. Will you do it? Here's a phrase I memorized many years ago. It's about sin. And I've mentioned this before. Sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and hurt you more than you ever thought possible. Sin will do that. Sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and hurt you more than you ever thought possible. As I was preparing this message, and it was early one morning, I, I, I'm going to say that the Holy Spirit woke me up. I don't know. It could have been the Mexican I ate that evening. But something woke me up, and I thought about something. If this is the negative, if sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and hurt you more than you ever thought possible, what can the Word of God do? So I wrote another statement. This one's not original with me. It's been out there for a long time. Here's the statement I wrote. Obeying the Word of God will take you farther than you thought you could go, keep you more secure than you would ever ever expect, and bless you more than you ever thought possible. That's what obeying the Word of God will do. It will take you farther than you thought you could go. It will keep you more secure than you would ever expect and it will bless you more than you ever thought possible. It says that you can be successful in everything. But it's all coming back to the book. Are you going to be? Are you? Will you continue to be? Will you start to be a man or a woman of the book? Will you study and meditate And obey the book. Because what happens after that is dependent on what you do before. Only then will you succeed, and only then will you prosper. And have the whole team come up to the platform as I begin to wind this down. There's an interesting verse of Scripture. In the book of Jeremiah, verse chapter 6, verse 16. It's coming up on the screen. Hear what this says. Look what this says. I really want you to see the scripture. This is what the Lord says, and the Lord is all in caps. That's the Old Testament way of saying this is what Yahweh says. This is what Yahweh says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is. And walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. This is what the Lord says. You're standing at a crossroads right now and you're looking. What is the ancient path? What is the way to go? Ask where the good way is. Walk in it. Then you're going to find rest for your souls. This is where you're going to find prosperity. It's a great promise. When I was studying this verse, and I added this verse this morning after hearing this verse being read by another Another individual. This is what the Lord says. And I really feel at this morning we're at a crossroads and we're looking. We're looking for the right way to go, the ancient path, the good way. We want to walk in it and find rest for your souls. You're at a crossroads this morning. But when Jeremiah the prophet spoke this over the nation of Israel, remember, prompted by the Holy Spirit, this is God speaking, look at this next line. But you said, we will not walk in it. Will you walk in it today? Or will you be like ancient Israel who suffered? Who didn't receive the prosperity? Who didn't receive the success that God had for them? Because they said, we're not going to walk in that. We're not going to walk in that ancient way. We're not going to walk in the good way. We're not going to walk in the ways of God. His word and his ways. We're not going to do that. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do business my way. I'm going to do relationships my way. I'm going to do parenting my way. I'm going to do marriage my way. I'm going to do church my way. I'm going to do my relationship with Jesus my way. When I need him, he'll be there, and for the rest of the time, I'm just going to go on and do it my way. That's saying to God, we're not going to walk in it. And Israel suffered, and so do the people of God. They suffer. So I'm going to encourage you as I pray, To make a choice. Will you learn? Will you study? Will you meditate? And then will you obey? Because only then will you succeed and prosper. But it's God's desire for you to succeed and prosper. God desired Israel to walk in the good way. To find rest for their souls. To find prosperity and security. To find success in what they did. God desired that. It's just they didn't desire it. You say, well, I do desire success. Well, you can't have the success without doing the work of study and meditating. Bow your heads. Lord, this morning we do desire to be successful, and we thank you for the promise that says we can be successful in everything we do. You say this can happen, and we can have success in all areas of life. Lord, we hunger for this. We want to make a difference for you and for your kingdom here in Columbus and wherever we go. So Lord, we ask for an understanding of your ways. Jeremiah called it the ancient path. He also said it's the good way. We stand here at the crossroads today and we want the good way. We want to walk in it. We want to walk in the way that will lead us to the place of success and prosperity in everything we will do. That is our desire this morning, Lord. We pray that you would help us. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. You've been listening to a message from Columbus First Assembly. We hope that you've been encouraged in your spiritual journey. If you're not part of a local church and would like to attend one of our regular services, our church is located at the corner of 10th and Iowa Street in Columbus, Indiana. Our Sunday morning worship services start at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday evening studies begin at 7 p.m. And while you're online, check out our website at columbusfirstassembly.org for details and information about our church. You will also find other messages and series that you can listen to or download. Thanks for spending some time with us and for taking advantage of this resource from Columbus First Assembly, where we strive to learn and live the Word and ways of God.